Welcome to the Guys Review, where we review media. Where we products. look at pictures of people's buttholes. Well, I mean, it's I don't, I don't know. It's Sunday, so Trey, Trey, Trey does at least. Well, we know Trey does. Yes. My name is Stephen. I'm one of your two co-hosts or two hosts. I don't know how that's weird when there's only two of us. Uh, the other guy with me is Tucker. Say hello, Tucker. What's going on, guys? So uh, Trey is on a vacation this week. He's doing his uh, what's it called? Uh, the a cruise. cruise. Yeah, the cruise yep. thing with his work. So um, Trey will not be joining us. Chris is apparently waiting for his wife to get home. <laughs> and because was he has to have her permission to come out and play. Trolling trolling Tucker in our text group before before we got started here. So I stand by what I said. He has to have her permission to come out and play. Like you don't either. I've already told you. Uh, I tell my wife to jump and she says how high. No, she tells you to go jump in a river as she should. God, I hope can't she help that my, I can't help that my wife listens to me and yours doesn't. I'm going to text her that you're talking shit about her and have her come out and slap you before she leaves. And ten, she ten won't bucks, do it. Ten bu- oh, okay. All right. I hate to do this while we're recording, but not just because you said that. Well, she's already gone now, so. Oh, well, that sucks. Never mind then. All right. Well, um, so she won't be coming out to do it. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so it was Chris's choice this week, and Chris decided he wanted to do Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which I think is a great choice. Uh, before and Chris should be joining us hopefully before we actually get to the movie. But before we get to the movie, let's tell talk about our weeks. Tucker, how was your week? Uh, man, it was good. We had a uh, a busy week at work, and I've been working on shit from a from a search warrant we did. Um, since Tuesday, it's 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 pretty big. We're gonna take the case federal. Nice. You called me last so, week to tell me about a search warrant. That you're, is this what you're talking about? The search warrant you executed? I never got to talk to you about that. I mean, yeah, obviously, I can, obviously, I can't go into a whole lot of detail, but it's it's turned out to be pretty damn big. Um, it's gonna be a good case, and like I said, it's gonna go to the uh, federal court in Montgomery court. When, it, when it's all said and done. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, another one going to federal prison. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Um, I wanted to ask real fast. So, how does it feel to be in last place in the uh, pick'em, or at least to come in so, last this week? Yeah, I'm. I'm not in last place. Uh, I picked some long shots. Um, you know what? That, I will say this: Ole Miss was not that bad of a long shot. Mm. They really weren't. I mean, I'll give it to you that you picked Ole Miss for one. So, I mean, you know, because because my long shot that I picked this week that no one else got was UCF. UCF, yeah, it was a good pick. Yeah, and then but only did it for one point. Yeah, I mean, there were some and there were some upsets. So I'm still in third, and I'm still close enough to catch everybody. And fucking, let's see, who is the big upset that I have? Um, oh yeah, I, didn't, I actually didn't even notice that you're in third now. Behind fucking Chris. Purdue. Beat Illinois. That was my yeah. big upset this week. Yeah, I had, I had that, I had them for nine points, and so did and you. Sam, uh, yeah. The other one, the other one that really sucked was, uh, yeah, that San. Is, who is it? The Spartans. This the yeah. last one. That one and uh, and Baylor. Of course, Baylor was only three points for me, but we all picked Baylor Bay- over over. Uh, yeah, Baylor was four for me, but I still figured Baylor was going to beat K State. So did I. So, so I mean, yeah, I, I'm in, I'm in third, but I'm you're, one you're, point you're behind in, Chris. You're in last this week, but yeah, third overall. I, I'm one point behind Chris, and I'm twelve points behind you. And Trey is, if we give him the twenty points that he wanted, I'm still He's, ahead of him. Yeah, you're still ahead of so, him by three. 
I mean, it's still a close race. It's still anybody's anybody's season. Yeah, any, anyone can come in second now. It's great. <laughs> Look, here's the th- and this is the truth. I have not. I have intentionally not talked shit because, like, I know how thin of a line that is and how quickly it can turn. <laughs> and so I don't want to talk a bunch of shit and then like have a bad week and and it just go to hell, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah. But like the problem is like Trey Trey's like <laughs> Trey's got no heart. Like if 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 they put the iron ball on there, Trey's gonna pick Alabama for ten points, and I just don't have the heart to do that. Not not that game. I would pick Auburn for one. That's exactly what I would do. I'd sacrifice my one spot. Yeah, I would. I would pick Auburn for one. But um, and if they so, put and, and, and you know they're going to put that on there because that's a huge rivalry. It's a huge game. Oh yeah, they're definitely going to put that on there. It's on there every year for the rival rivalry. Week. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll be I'll lose a point that week. And then there's always that. It's like Rocky said. There's always a slugger's chance. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair, especially I mean, with Alabama playing like they are this year because well, they're not and, the greatest team. You know, like we were talking about last with the heart that this team has, and like you know how much the fans are behind them. And everything, is the game? Where is the game this year? Is it in Alabama or is it is it in Tuscaloosa or is it in Auburn? I want to say it's in Tuscaloosa, but I am not one hundred percent sure. I believe in twenty twenty two. It's an it's an even year. I can't remember if the word. Yeah, yeah. Twenty ten was in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, so. it's in Tuscaloosa. So yeah, I don't know, man. Um, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, that's going to be. A- I mean, there's it's always this, there's always a slugger's chance. Yeah, we came from what twenty eight points down there. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Now, granted, now granted, that was with Cam. Yeah, uh, we, you mean like an actual quarterback? So look, I, I'm going to say this about about our football team, and I've said it to you, I've said it to John, I've said it to everybody. Robbie Ashford's not that great of a quarterback, but he's all we've got. Yep. First and foremost, but it doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. Because that offensive line is so fucking bad <laughs> that you, me, John, Chris, and Trey could probably get penetration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're having to scramble and on every single play, no matter what, and, and they're just bringing three. And we're all close to, if not over fucking 40. Yeah. That offensive line is bad. Well, <laughs> you know. And, you know, here's the thing, and, and truthfully, like, I do feel – well, I don't feel that bad for Brian Harzen, to be completely honest with you, because, I mean, he made a couple million dollars, like $20 million, so. And, and you know, I think Harson's a good coach. I don't think he's a good SEC coach, and I think yeah. everything that happened to him – everything that happened to him at Auburn may not entirely be his fault, mm-hmm. but he did himself absolutely no favors. No, he did not. Um, the, the other thing I want to tell you about my week, and I think this is okay to say – um, <laughs> I was hanging out with my neighbor, whose name I will not mention, and uh, one one of oh, uh, tell tell Craig I said hello. Yeah, exactly. And um, we go over to his house, and he was like, "Oh, here, let me check check this out." And he opens up this box, and he's growing mushrooms. And oh, I was Jesus. like, "I was like, cool, man," because he had like a lot. He's like a he like plants and stuff like that. I was like, he and he kind of was like smiling at me. And I was like, wait a minute, are those like? mushroom mushrooms he was like yeah and i was like oh shit that is oh god and fucking then, uh, illegal is that the word you're <laughs> looking for because i think it is and uh yeah so it was it was pretty funny but uh yeah it's uh so i have i've not i don't know he said if i ever want to he, he'll 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 let me do one so we'll see <laughs> i gotta talk Jesus. to trey a little bit more about it but yeah Jesus. 
It was it was a surprise. I did not see that one coming. So uh, I I did text Trey and tell and told him, and he was like, "Dude, we should do a shroomed and doomed episode." <laughs> I won't know part of that. Uh, anyway, I won't know fucking part of that. Well, no one's saying you have to do it. We just you know you just have to chat with no. us. The Cowboys are going to fuck around and lose to Green Bay, or at least going to overtime with them. Um, let's see. We don't have. I, I checked. I didn't get an email from Marcus this week. Uh, Twitter DM. Group. Jesus Christ, Marcus! I know, right? Being lazy. You're just fucking because, fired. Just because the sun doesn't come up in Sweden anymore, he's not emailing us anymore. I guess. Actually, I think he's busy getting his dick wet, which I'll actually allow. Yeah, but it's with communist pussy, so does it really count? I mean, anyone can get the pussy. That's the, that's the thing about communist. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but if you do want to make fun of us in real time, you can do it uh, in our Twitter DM group. Just go to the uh, the Twitter page, which is at the underscore guys review. Like to tweet at the top of the page, throw in the DM group, or you can send me an email and I will read it poorly at the guys review pod at gmail dot com. So, I was going to ask uh, Chris and Trey about the rating for Saving Private Ryan, but no one's here, and we're still. I mean, I guess I can't wait for Chris, so I guess we'll just go on into... He can jump in when he gets here. Go on into Monty Python, so... Did the research and all that anyway, so... Um, there you go. Monty Python and the Holy Grails, directed by Terry Gilliam and Terry Jones, starring Graham Chapman, John Cleese, Terry Gilliam, Eric Idle, Terry Jones, and Michael Palin. It was released on April 3rd, 1975, on a budget of $400,000, which is only $2.2 million today. It grossed $5 million, which is $27.7 million today. So I'd say it's a financial success. Uh, ratings. IMDb gives it an 8.2 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 98%. Metacritic, 91%. Google users. I'm the only one here, so it doesn't really matter what I say. If I say one, I'm going to be closest to. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, try to get it right. Okay. Um. All right, so. Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to go with a safe, what I feel like is a safe number. And I'm going to go with 80%. Oh my God. You're super, super low. 91%. Same as the Metacritic. Okay. And normally I would, you know, do your, the award thing about you being shiny and freedom units <laughs> and all that. But the, uh, although it garnered high praise when it came out, it was not nominated for any like awards. So, um, Look, I can I can count in metric. We have a nine millimeter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have ten millimeters. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm about done. First time you saw the movie, do you remember the first time you saw this one? You know, I was a kid. Um, I want to yeah. say I was probably eleven, twelve, thirteen, somewhere in that area. Yeah, and I saw it on like TBS or USA or something. Um, it was stupid and campy, but I remember enjoying it when I was a kid. Yeah. I had a buddy of mine, uh, this guy named Evan, and I don't remember how it came up, but he was like, you've never seen Monty Python? I was like, no. So he literally pulls out the VHS tape, puts it in, and we sat there and watched it. And I was like, I was like, this is so funny and stupid. Like, just that. I mean, in the first, never, you can't even get through the credits before you realize how dumb this movie is going to be. Like how funny. Yeah, because they're doing, because they're doing part of the credits in fucking Swedish, uh, Swedish. Well, it's, 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 it's fake Swedish. Well, yes. I love that whole thing. Like when the once a, a moose bit my sister and all this stuff. <laughs> so stupid. It's stupid. God, it's dumb. And then they sack the people, and then those who've been sacked have been sacked, and da 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 da. 
Did you? So yeah. and this is a little bit of trivia. Uh, but the reason the credits, so instead of it being like an animation or anything else that you usually get from Monty Python, the reason the credits are like that is because that was the last thing they did and they literally just run out of money. And so they had to do these kind of bland, you know, black and white. And then they obviously go into that Fiesta flashing lights credits, but it's like right. just the cheapest credits they could come up with, they could get done. <laughs> I can see that. I mean, $400,000 for a movie, even back then, is not a shitload of money. Yeah. Um, Because this movie, this movie finished, uh, it's the second best comedy of all time, according to uh, the ABC special best film, best in film, the greatest movies of our time. It finished behind Airplane, which came out uh, in 1980, which was only five years later. And it had a budget of three and a half million dollars. So I mean, it's wow. literally almost ten times the budget, yeah, of of this movie. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Um, in eighty 89- nine times. Yeah, in in nine thirty two A.D., King Arthur and his squire Patsy travel Britain searching for men to join the Knights of the Round Table. Along the way, Arthur debates whether swallows could carry coconuts. Passes through a town infected with the Black Death. Recounts receiving- African or European swallows. <laughs> Uh, recounts receiving Excalibur, Excalibur from the Lady of the Lake to two. Uh, oh my God, Ancro Syndicate. Syn- Whoa, I should have read this first. Ancro Anarcho Syndicalist. Syndicalist peasants. Yeah. Uh, he defeats the Black Knight, the Black Knight, and observes an impromptu witch trial. He recruits Sir Bevedere, the the wise, Sir Lancelot the Brave, Sir Galahad the Pure, Sir Robin the not quite so brave as Sir Lancelot, along with their squires and Robin's minstrels. Arthur leads so, the knights to Camelot on, but after a musical number, changes his mind, deeming it a silly place. As they turn away, God appears and orders Arthur to find the Holy Grail. <laughs> so anarcho-syndicalism is a political philosophy and uh, anarchist school of thought that views revolutionary industrial unionism or syndicalism syndicalism as a method for workers in a capitalist society to gain control of an economy and thus control influence in a broader society. So they're commies. Yeah, sort of. They're, 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 I'd say they're probably, yeah, they're anarchists. I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's it's, you know, I, I, it's a funny scene. Like I get it, but like going into like what it actually means and everything, it's just like, you know, yeah, it kind of takes away from it a little bit. Kind of takes away a little bit from it. It's, it's a, it's, it's a little bit of a second level humor that, that kids wouldn't get, but adults kind of do. It's yeah. kind of like the whole, uh, capitalism. Um, all right. Yeah. So the, the, the debate with the swallows, <laughs> which carries through this whole movie. It does. It, it's, but it's so dumb. I mean, it is so damn dumb. Well, I mean, because he comes. I mean, you get through the credits that were silly, and then the first thing you hear this horse galloping. You're expecting to see a guy come riding over this hill and this big horse, and it's literally just a dude skipping. Galloping. Yeah, a guy skipping with a guy behind him banging coconuts together. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> and it's like I, mean, he, I get. Do you ignore it or you and or you lean into it? You just and obviously they just they chose to fucking just lean into it. You know, I get that this is whole this is the whole British humor and it's a little different than than what we as Americans are used to. That's this movie is is super British. Discombobulated so bad at times 
the, the older I get, it's kind of the harder it is to watch. Like, I, I remember looking back or thinking back on this movie going, oh, this is kind of, this has kind of, because it's, it's probably been shit 15, 20 years since I've watched this movie. Right. And I'm going, all right, I remember this having kind of like a Mel Brooks feel to it. It's very self-aware. Mm-hmm. And I watched it today and I'm like, I don't remember some of this stuff and this is fucking dumb. <laughs> I'm, la- I'm laughing at it, but it's still fucking dumb. So the, the Patsy character was supposed to have like way more lines and he was going to like break the fourth wall a whole lot. But for whatever yeah. reason, they just they cut a bunch of his lines. And so his the one line he has is when they get to Camelot and they're like, Camelot, Camelot, it's only a model. That's his only line. And he, and he still does break the fourth wall and kind of because it is just a 20 foot tall or like a, a, a cutout <laughs> of the castle. One thing uh, that I do love about this movie is it's very memeable, memeable, and it's very quotable, especially some of the characters like the Black Knight. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the whole, run away, run away, <laughs> that King Arthur does. Because um, you go to you go up to anybody, and I mean almost anybody, especially anybody our age or older, and you go, tis but a scratch. Everybody knows where that came from. Yeah, I still, I've still Every- seen, I, I've recently seen like people that have um, stickers on their car, and it's like it's the Black Knight with no arms, and and it's just a, you know, tis but a scratch. I've actually seen people put that that sticker on like dents and shit in their car, like bad, not bad accidents. The car's still drivable, but serious yeah, yeah, enough yeah. accidents where like their bumpers fucked up or their tail lights busted, and there'll be a Black Knight sticker that says "tis but a scratch." Love it. So, I mean, it's the movie is very, very, very quotable, very memeable. It's very much in our 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 zeitgeist still. Yeah. Still, like 50 years later. And I don't know. I'm going to spoil it a little bit. This, I'll say this. It's a funny movie, not my favorite movie. But I don't see how this hasn't been preserved in the National Archives. Well, it's not ours to preserve. Now maybe the, I don't know if the British did the same thing like the like like we do, and maybe it is. But I, I can't know. I can't find anything that says this has been preserved for for whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Um. So and you okay? So you know that there's a stage production of this of of this movie, right? Yeah. Uh, and it's called Spamalot. Yes. 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 Which is you know after a line in the song uh, at at Camelot. But I don't yeah. know if the stage production is if it's a full on musical or if it's just like, you know, just a stage production of this the whole movie. Uh, one that, one I that I've never seen, unfortunately. From one from what I'm looking at, it's supposed to be pretty pretty similar, it looks like. Hmm. Um one thing one thing that was funny, and I did laugh out loud because I'd forgotten this part. When they're going through the city and they're talking about the the black death, and it's like Bring out your dad. Bring out your dad. Mm-hmm. And this guy's tracking this guy over his shoulders, like, "I'm not dead. I'm not dead yet. I feel and then, happy." And then the dude whacks him in the back of the head with a club. <laughs> <laughs> I had completely forgot about moment. that part. I had completely forgot about that part in the movie. Oh, I love that. I did. So uh, John Cleese, who is the guy who's carrying the old man, he he actually also plays the Black Knight. By the way. He was, yeah, he's he's got several roles in this movie. Yeah, well, they all do, but yeah, John. Well, Clay, yeah. I, I, I think Michael Palin, which is um, uh, Sir Galahad the Pure, he has the most. He has like twelve, and then um, what's his name? Uh, 
Graham Chapman, who plays King Arthur, has mm-hmm. the le- has the least amount of roles. He's only got like four roles. But well, I mean, it's he's, kinda, it's, he's the king. He's in pretty much every scene. It's kind of like the movie Clerks, where they had fucking eight guys playing every character in the movie. Yeah. But now what they did do differently, what they used to do, usually like in like when Monty Python, when they still had the Flying Circus, the TV show, um, any females, any women characters were, I believe, played by Michael Palin dressed as a woman. And I know Eric Idle would do some women occasionally, too. But this one, they actually like actually, so the, the witch in the witch scene was uh, John Cleese's wife at the time. Really? Mm hmm. Didn't know that. And apparently, I want to go back and watch it again, but apparently um, Eric Idle, uh, at one point he starts biting on the scythe that he's holding, and it's because he was about to break because he was laughing at John Cleese behind him. But Nice. You know. Um, the only other thing I was going to say is uh, just a little interesting note about, just to think about, I guess, whatever. So they shot this in uh, Scotland, like on location. Um, yeah. The King King Arthur wears real chainmail, but everyone else they're wearing uh, knitted wool that's supposed to look like chainmail. So they're all they're all cold and wet. This whole thing, and actually, it's part of the reason most of the the cast, the Monty Python, do not look favorably upon this movie because it was apparently a a very miserable shooting experience. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it is Scotland, so yeah, it's cold, 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 cold rainy. dreary. Yeah. All right. Um, Going to Ireland, you know, but you know, had picked Scotland. Well, from what I understand, Ireland's just as rainy and and cold too. Yes, but they have the Irish and they have uh, Irish whiskey. Well, that's fair, and that makes things better. Well, I mean, Scottish have Scotch. Um, the Irish have Irish whiskey and Guinness. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather have you, bourbon you, anyways. It's fair. Yeah. Um, okay. Arthur and his knights arrive at a castle occupied by French soldiers who claim to have the grail and taught and taught uh, taunt the Britons, driving them back with a barrage of barnyard animals. Uh, Bevedere concocts a plan to sneak in using a Trojan rabbit, but no one hides inside of it, and the Britons are forced to flee when it is flung back at them. Arthur decides the knights should go their separate ways to search for the grail. Uh, a modern day historian filming a documentary on the Arthurian legends is killed by an unknown knight on horseback, triggering a police investigation. Interesting little side note. That's the only time you see someone riding a fucking horse in this movie. That's true. The only time a horse was used. Well, Um, I think there was a horse in another scene, but like, it was just like in the background. Maybe. All right. So so this, this is another one of those scenes again, that is very uh, memeable, very quotable. Yep, with the uh, the French in the castle, which is the the Frenchman doing the taunting. By the way, is John Cleese. Yes, it is. Yep, okay. and he's yeah, it is. The whole I fart in your general direction. Um, your mother was a hamster, and your father and your father smelled of elderberries. Yep, that's again. You say those things to people, and they instantly know where that's from. Yeah. Even if they haven't really seen the movie, it's so much in our everyday usage zeitgeist for lack of a better word that people know what it is and i think yeah. that's one thing about this movie that that they do very well is it is be- it has become a timeless uh a timeless movie that everybody knows it's it's super quotable and i mean it's i don't know if it was written that way but it's just so easily quotable but i mean a lot of their a lot of their they've got a lot of famous 
bits that are still, you know, um, the Ministry of Silly Walks, uh, the Dead Parrot is one of them that's that's been done and done and done. It, it's still it's still very culturally relevant because we as a society keep reintroducing it to people that are younger than us. Yeah, yeah. because I knew I, I mean I re, I knew about Tis but to scratch before I even saw this movie. Really? I didn't know what it was from, but I had heard it before. Uh, I don't I, I can't um, remember if I'd heard, you know, I'm sure that there had been a reference. I just wasn't really sure. Um, <laughs> it's so silly. The Trojan rabbit is hilarious. Um, and then nobody hid inside it, which was yeah. even my, fucking better. What was he? He's like my, myself, Galahad and uh, Lancelot will hide inside and jump out. <laughs> Run away. It's so stupid. It um, really is. But it's so funny, though. It's so well done. I'm just, you know, here's the thing. And, and like, I was thinking about this while watching the movie going like, okay, so these guys are, I don't know, maybe in their 20s, probably their 30s when they when they made this movie, right? Yeah, probably. That sounds, yeah, that sounds about right. And so, like, watching it as a kid, you're laughing because it's so silly. But, like, I'm trying to, like, in my mindset now at 40, like, I'm trying to think, like, could, could I write something creatively that would be this silly and like make something that would be this silly, you know? Well, I, I think the difference is they're, they're a different style of comedy than what we have. We could never write something like this yeah. because American, uh, American comedy style is so totally different. I mean, you look at uh, what came, airplane that came out about this time airplane was stupid, Yeah, but it was, to me, I like that movie better than, than this movie. See, I, I, and I think because I saw this one first, I preferred, I still to this day prefer British comedy. I, I love British comedies. I think they're hilarious. Uh, but I like that dry sensibility. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of British comedies, and they're, again, they're not my, they're not my favorite. They're not what I would go to. If I'm going to watch a, a stupid old comedy, I'm going to watch Ghostbusters. I'm, I'm going to watch Airplane. I'm going to watch Blazing Saddles. Yeah, um, Monty Python is not the first thing that comes to my mind. It's actually pretty low down the list for me. Um, yeah, I, I love I love British TV shows, and I, I think I've decided if I if I ever get divorced, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move across the pond and find me a British girl or an Irish girl. Good luck. Why? They got teeth that could. That's an old mm. stereotype. Yeah, but there's some truth to it. Well, maybe there is, but I'll find one. I, I got to think about teeth, so I'll, I'll find one with good teeth. Just show your teeth, and you'll, you'll be love at first sight. I mean, you know, we got no, the little, got... the little, the little clicky thing. Yeah, that. Sure. Fuck you. That's yeah. Well, you hear that? That's disgusting. No. All right. Uh, moving on. Author and Bevedere are. Is it Bet Bedved Bevedere? Bedevere. 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 Are given directions by an old man attempting to satisfy the strange requests. <laughs> Of, of the dreaded knights who say me! Uh, Sir Robin avoids a fight with a three-headed knight by running away while the heads are arguing amongst themselves. Sir Galahad is is led by a grail-shaped beacon to Castle Anthrax, which is occupied exclusively by young women ages, what, what did she say, like between 18 and 27 or something like that? Yeah, they're, they're, they're okay. adults, but they're yeah. young. Who wish to be punished for misleading him but he is unwillingly, quote-unquote, rescued by Lancelot. 
Uh, Lancelot receives an arrow shot note from a, from Swamp Castle. Believing the note is from a lady being forced to marry against her will, he storms the castle and slaughters several members of the wedding party, only to discover the note is from an effeminate prince. <laughs> so I, I read about this. I was reading about it today, and like basically, I can't remember which one it was. But one of it was like, you know, this is basically an episode of their flying circus. That yes. Each scene is its own sketch. And, and, what they wrote, what I read was that the way they chose who played what part is basically who wrote each of their little scenes. So all of them wrote their scenes for their characters, basically. Okay. Which I thought was uh, so, so this was probably one of the dumbest parts of the movie to me, the Knights to say me. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's stupid. It, it, like, they have to go find a fucking bush. They uh, go find said, a, sh- a shrubbery. They go find said bush. Shrubbery. They take it back to the knights who say me, who now say they are the knights who say Ecky, 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 It's so stupid. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> like, I'm watching this going, fuck, is this thing going to end anytime soon? The it's best part, so bad. and then Sir Robin shows up, and they're like, oh, "I was looking for it." I said the word. He said the word. They start freaking out because they keep saying it because it is like a word they can't say or hear or something. <laughs> I said it. Oh no, I said it again. I keep saying it. It's so again. funny. It's stupid, but it's so funny. But it's not like it's not like Jim Carrey stupid zany. It's just like a lot of it. it it's silly, but it's like it's clever silly. It's good wordplay silly, you know. I'll give you that. I did. I did like the the scene with Sir Galahad uh, going to Castle Anthrax. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. That that was just that was funny. Like, yes, we need we need to be punished, and then the oral sex, and then the oral sex. Yeah, <laughs> and he he finally starts like turning that corner of well, I guess I can stay a little bit, and then Lancelot's like, come on, I'm going to save you. Take him on. <laughs> If you notice right before they cut too, like after they're outside, uh, as he's being drug away, he you know Lancelot or uh, uh, was Galahad keeps saying like, uh, you know, I can take him on. Don't worry about me. I, I could use some of this peril. And he's like, no, no, it's too perilous. And then right before <laughs> it cuts away, it uh, Galahad goes, I bet you're gay. And Lancelot goes, I did, yeah. So apparently, in the stage production. Uh, they have Lancelot. I can't remember how it comes about, but Lancelot comes out as gay in the stage production. Jesus, I did not know that. I didn't either. And then uh, just also, so Graham Chapman, the guy who plays King Arthur, he was he was gay, like in real life. And I mean, when this was made back when they got started, seventy five, you know, and they got started in the sixties, like he lived out as a, like an out gay man in in the sixties and seventies, which is pretty much unheard of at that point in time yeah so there were i mean there were i mean and i think there were uh questions about some of some other big british actors and singers and stuff but nobody knew for sure but he was out there just doing his hey thing. this is yeah. this is me well i mean uh even even freddie mercury wasn't out i mean he was obviously gay but he was not out i don't think he was ever out in his lifetime well we know this now but i would say freddie mercury up until he i mean he yeah i think he basically came out when he got aids yeah. Well, it, he only came out as he only said he had AIDS literally like the day before he died. And, uh, you know, at that point, it was still everyone kind of thought it was a quote unquote gay disease. Yeah. So 
So Lancelot storming the castle by himself and slaughtering (laughs) fucking everybody. Which is so funny because he literally would like just do that to someone and then they just fall down. But it it didn't matter. If if it was in his way, he attacked it. Bride, uh, lady decorating, actual guard, maid Uh, cleaning the stairs. If you were in the way... The, you were getting something chopped off. The, the, there was that the hanging flowers on the wall, and he also hey, hit, and the minstrels that were playing, and he hit the the the, the stage, and it falls down. <laughs> oh, I love it. Again, it's 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 dumb, but it is but also it's, funny. It's it's the dad that is very self aware of them being in a movie because his son will start to sing, and he's like, "Oh, stop that! Stop that! No singing." I think I read actually yeah. today that John Cleese said that his favorite scene in the whole movie. Is is that bit where uh, the the guy trying to explain to the guards to keep him in here and you know don't let him leave and that whole like because <laughs> that was he said, pretty good he said it, the reason he likes it so much is because it's it's two cameras like a medium shot and a wide shot and and that's it it's just a very static shot but it's but it's a lot of dialogue and a lot of back and forth and, and a lot of it's really you know knowing your timing you know yeah. And then when Lancelot um, comes in, I love the guy's like, "Now you're not supposed to be here." And he stabs him. <laughs> see. Uh, and then coming up next is probably my favorite part of the movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm trying to think. If there's anything else with <laughs> Castle Anthrax, which was all the women. Uh, apparently, also by the way, the women were originally going to be naked. But they would. There's no way they'd have gotten the PG for that. And yeah. honestly, in 1975, this probably would have been NC. Or well, well, no, I don't think NC-17 was a, was a rating. I think it's been rated X. X. Um, if you have you ever watched, um, I think it's the Life of Brian. No, no, the meaning. It's uh, Monty Python, the meaning of life. You said you don't like British comedy. So in the yeah, meaning, not not really. In the meaning of life, there's a bit where uh, this guy is sentenced to die, but the way, but just like I guess maybe you get to choose how you die. And so it cuts to him being chased by a bunch of topless women. It's fair. I would I would choose old age, but you know. Yeah, and uh, he ends up being <laughs> run off. He he ends up being run off a cliff. It's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, yeah, bunch of topless women. So I mean, they. I mean, it's it's you got to remember this is this is not America. This is Britain, man. They, they they've got you know the, they're not as they're they're a little more free with the nipple than we are. That's fair, but there were probably 25, 30 women in that scene. Probably. And it was a fairly long scene. I don't think you're getting away with that in 1975. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I think you're right with, with the rating and also because of where they were shooting with it being so dank and cold and stuff. Don't want to do that to them. Oh, it would have been boing, boing, turkey's done the entire time. Pretty much. Again, I, I'm perfectly fine. I mean, I'm in for it. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 uh, the doctors that came and tended to them, they were, they were, they were a little nipply. <laughs> All right, so Arthur and his knights regroup and are joined by three new knights, as well as Brother Maynard and his monk brethren. They meet Tim the Enchanter, who directs them to a cave where... where, Oh, I know why you like this part. uh, Where the location of the Grail is said to be written. The entrance of the cave is guarded by the rabbit of... Oh, my God. Canterbang. Carabinog. Carabinog. Okay. Underestimating it, the knights attack, but the rabbit easily kills Boars, Gawain, and Ector. Arthur uses the holy hand grenade of Antioch provided by Brother Maynard to destroy the creature. Inside the cave, they find an uh, inscription from Joseph of Arimathea directing them to the castle. Uh... 
<laughs> the rabbit is the best part. The rabbit in this is fucking hilarious. Again, it, it is so stupid. It is so damn stupid. So but the uh, way that the way they describe it, it's a foul beast with got, huge fangs. <laughs> big pointy fangs like this. <laughs> so I, this is kind of interesting. So everyone always says that the reason that he said that his name is Tim is that uh, that John Cleese forgot his line and just Im- improv that. I apparently, can see that. Well, that's not true. Um, apparently, according to John Cleese, the only line in the entire movie that is improv is Eric Idle's line early in the movie, like when, when after King Arthur rides through uh, the Bring Out Your Dead scene, when the king goes through and he says, you know, well, he must be royalty. How do you know? He doesn't, he doesn't have shit all over him. Oh, yeah. That was actually improvised. That was the only thing that was improvised in this whole That's movie. The, the rest thing. of it was on script. Everything was on script. I don't know that I buy that. That's what they've said. I, I, I hear you. I don't know that I buy that. So the other thing that was interesting is uh, because scene, what the the Monty Python comedy group they were improv and sketch comedy yeah so I have a really hard time believing they stuck to a script that strict for this entire movie I'm just telling you what they what what they said in interviews I, I hear you I hear you um, but again I, I got a hard time believing that so apparently they they rented the rabbit by the way. And so the rabbit's owner was like on set and they put a bunch of red dye. And the only thing the owner said is, I don't want him dirty. I don't want him to get dirty. He won't, I want him to stay white. So then they paint the rabbit red and apparently whatever they used, they couldn't wash it out. Oh shit. And apparently the owner got really pissed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, you know, dude, well, I mean, it'll eventually go away. It'll fade. It'll fade. It'll fade. But like, why? I mean, so, Again, this is another one of those scenes. Everybody knows the rabbit scene. Yeah, everybody does. They attack, and then you know the rabbit eat, kills three guys, and uh, King Arthur run away, run away. It's so funny because like there's one part where it's going over the the uh, one of the shields, and it's it's so uh, obviously a puppet, you know, right? But it's just like so fucking savage and. You can see it ripping at people's necks and stuff. It's just like, this is... Yeah, and it, decap- it, it decapitates a guy. Yeah. The, the very first night that goes down there, I can't... I think that might have been Boars, actually. I don't know who it was. But uh goes on there, it's a little bunny rabbit. I sold me armor for this. <laughs> I love after... When, when, uh, when the rabbit attacks and it kills the guy the first time, it cuts back to them, and then uh, Eric Idle's character goes... I did it again. <laughs> yeah, so again. again. Movie movie is is infinitely quotable, but some of the, again shoestring. We'll, we'll call it a shoestring budget because it it wasn't much better than that. It's stupid. It's just a but stupid film. But it's funny. It is funny at times. I mean, Ace Ventura is stupid, but it, it's like I still think it's as cerebral as this. To be honest with you, I think this uh, is this is I think this is better. I think this is more well written. Ace Ventura is funny because Jim Carrey is funny. And he's got that rubber face. This is funny because these guys are good writers and they came up with these zany ideas. It's not like overacted or anything like that, like Jim Carrey. Yeah, but Jim Carrey's except, overacting wait, is except for uh, when they meet Tim the Enchanter and he does the whole thing, and then um, the king turns to the camera and goes, "That was quite an eccentric performance." So that was a little bit. What were you saying about Jim Carrey? <clears throat> 
I was going to say, I, I don't think you could really compare this to Jim Carrey because I think that what Jim Carrey did as a, as a comedian is completely different than what the Monty Python guys do did as, as I mean, it's comedy. comedy. It's, all, it's still a comedy. It is. It is comedy, but you have different types of comedy, just like you have different types of, you know, you have different types of drama movies and different types of action movies. Yeah. Um, it's, they're not all, they don't all get forced into the same mold. So to sit here and say that this is better than what Jim Carrey does, I think is doing a disservice to Jim Carrey uh, because some of his earlier work, like Liar Liar, the Ace Ventura movies. Um, so you saying Cable you want to, are you saying you want to service Jim Carrey? No. Okay. I said it's doing him a disservice. So meaning you want to service him. Guac, guac. Yeah. These these words don't mean what you think they mean. No, they absolutely do. No, no. You're moving your lips, but you're not saying anything, anything sen- uh, sensible. Speaking of moving your lips, have you, did you ever talk to your brother-in-law last night or today? Is he still alive? <laughs> uh, he posted something on Snapchat earlier. No, did he? Okay. Uh, my, brother, my brother-in-law is an A&M graduate, by the way, and we, we – well, Auburn beat A and M last night, but it was two shitty teams playing for not last place in the I SEC. I know it's like who it's it wasn't they weren't playing the win they were playing not to lose. Pretty much, it was two shitty teams trying not to be last. Well, what are we like? We're four and six now. Yeah, I think so. But you know, I will so say this: I think that we'd be we'd have two more wins if we had an offensive line. Maybe I, three more wins if we yeah. had an offensive line. I mean, I completely agree with you. I think we could have beaten Mississippi State and I don't know about Ole Miss, LSU. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have two or three more wins if we had a fucking line. I agree. All right, here we go. Castle Arg. Uh, an animated cave monster devours Brother Maynard, but Arthur and the Knights escape after the animator unexpectedly suffers a fatal heart attack. <laughs> the Knights approach the Bridge of Death, where the bridgekeeper demands they answer three questions in order to pass or to be cast into the gorge of eternal eternal peril. Lancelot easily answers the simple questions and crosses. Robin is defeated by an unexpectedly unexpectedly difficult question, and Galahad fail, fails an easy one. Both are magically flung into the gorge. When Arthur, Arthur asks for clarification uh, on an obscure question about swallows, the bridge and there's the swallow gag again. All right, the bridgekeeper cannot answer and is himself thrown into the gorge. <laughs> again, so, this is one of those. This is one of those running gags that goes the entire movie, and yeah. it's stupid, but they make it work. Like yeah. they connect the dots well enough that it's actually kind of funny. I mean, this was this was your big payoff for that whole swallow gag. That's fair. It is. Yeah, and, and I think and I think it works. I completely agree. So real fast, so the animator unexpectedly dying from the heart attack. Yeah, they, they literally did that because they wrote they wrote like this in, and they couldn't figure out a good way to have them survive. So they were like, well, you know, it's already silly enough. Like, why can't the animator just die and the and the monster dies? And so the monster never they, gets finished. So. so that's what they did. Well, there you I go. Mean, um. And the animator is uh, what's his face? I can't think of his name. Um, Terry Gilliam, Gilliam, who he's also the the bridge guy with the weird eye. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize that was the same guy. Yeah, and he has done a lot of. I'll actually get onto that here in just a little bit. How um, whoops, um, some of his other other movies that he's done. But he's a he's a very prolific director now. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't. I wish I had more to add to this, but I mean, it's it's. It's just silly. I like I, 
the whole thing, uh, Eric, Tim, the Enchanter, and just this the gorge of eternal peril. This was oh, I was gonna say. So this was the uh, the first scene that was shot in the movie, and uh, like I said, the guy who plays King Arthur. Uh, well, I don't think I said this. In, in real life, was was an alcoholic, like a very very bad alcoholic, and apparently couldn't get alcohol before he shot his scenes, and was uh, having really bad. Uh, like trimmers and shakes and stuff like he had to have one of the assistant directors put his costume on to do a wide shot of him crossing the bridge. Cause he couldn't do it. So he was basically the Tom Sizemore of this movie. Yeah. Except he was drunk while making this movie. Not Tom Sizemore wasn't supposedly not getting high while he did saving private Ryan. Uh, again, don't believe it. Just saying, don't they believe said, it. They said they tested him every day, man. That's great. You can fake drug tests. That's fair. <laughs> But yeah, you're you're right. The, the the whole movie pays off the swallow joke right there. With how do you know so much about swallows? You got to know these things when you're a king. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, that was your that was your big payoff. It's <laughs> dumb, but it's funny. Let's see. All right, here we go. Arthur and Bovedere cannot find Lancelot after they cross the bridge, unaware that he has been arrested by police investigating the historian's death. The pair reach Castle Ar, only to find it occupied by the French soldiers. After being repelled by showers of manure, they summon an army of knights to prepare to assault the castle. As the army charges, the police arrive, arrest Arthur and Bedivere for the murder of the historian, and break the camera, ending the film. <laughs> um, you know, this, the ending kind of lost me. It's kind of a weird ending. The ending, again, the ending really lost me. Um, they didn't know how to end it, and they didn't have enough money to actually have like a battle scene. Like all the people that were in that scene, that is cast, crew, family, and like um, some students from a local um, college. Okay. And they paid the students two bucks or whatever. What? Yeah, two bucks back then. So it's probably like twenty bucks today or something. Yeah, probably. Uh, to come out there, and, and I think they gave them food. To come out there, and, so it was. You know, an, it was. An, they they had dinner, and then they had enough to go get drinks afterwards. Pretty much, it's, it's fair. I mean, I would have done I'll, it. I'll, I'll hell yeah, I'd have done it. Being a movie, hell yeah. So one of my buddies, um, well, you know Derek. Uh, yeah, I know Derek. Yeah, not gonna say his last name, but uh, he was. He's been an extra in two or three movies. I know he was in it. We are. He was in We Are Marshall. Really? Yeah, he's he's been an extra in, in a couple of films. That's pretty awesome. I mean, he doesn't have an IMDb credit or anything, but yeah. he's, he's been in some stuff. So I've got a buddy of mine who lives up in uh, Toronto, actually. And his wife has been in like a whole bunch of stuff. But some of the biggest parts she's had was um, she's been in a bunch of the new uh, Star Trek Discovery episodes. Like she's gotten the makeup and everything. I don't know if she's actually had a line or not, but she's been in the back. No shit. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I'd do that. I'd do it in a heartbeat. It'd be fun. So. All Even though Star Wars is better than Star Trek, <sighs> apples and oranges, baby. Can't you can't really compare. Star the two. Wars is better than Star Trek. You're drunk. All right, let's go into top five triple indie, and we'll finish up with our ratings and reviews. All righty, top five trivia. Uh, this was done on an incredibly small budget. The Pythons found funding from an unlikely source: rock bands. This is a true story. Groups like Led Zeppelin, Jethro Tull, and Pink Floyd helped get the money for up, up for production with a portion of the funds coming from the Floyd, from Pink Floyd's album Dark Side of the Moon. This is a trend that would continue later with The Life of Brian when a large portion of the funding came from uh, former Beatle George Harrison. 
When Harrison asked why he funded the film, he responded, because I wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, uh, the film represent, also represents the directorial debut of both Terry Jones and Terry Gilliam, who decided that uh, anyone named... Yeah, who decided that anyone named Terry got to direct the Python's first film. Uh Attempting to co-direct led to some conflicts, so the Terry split up the responsibilities with Jones handling the actors while Gilliam worked on the cinematography. They go on to direct the remaining Python films together, and Jones would additionally direct Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, while Gilliam's lengthy directorial career would include such classics as The Fisher King, Brazil, Time Bandits, Twelve Monkeys, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, and more. Twelve Monkeys is one of my favorite movies growing up. That's such a good, weird movie, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've seen that, but it's been a very long time. Yeah, and Fear and Loathing is a good movie, too. It's, Fear and Lo- that's such, that, that, movie's a, that movie is a trip. That is, it's literally an acid trip. Oh, I'm clear. Uh, I already said this one, sorry. Number three, The Vicious Killer Rabbit of, what's it called again? Karnabog? Yeah. Yeah. Had parts of its fur dyed red to represent the blood of the knights that it spilt with its large pointy teeth. Unfortunately, the dye used wouldn't wash out afterwards, and the rabbit's owner was furious. <laughs> um, already said this too. Sorry. By the number four, by the time the Pythons actually got around to doing the credits, they run out of money. As a result, the credits were very simple, and uh, Palin, dis- yeah, Palin, Palin, what's his name? Palin. Yeah, that guy, Michael Palin. Yeah. Uh, Decided to spice them up a bit by adding the Swedish subtitles and the llama references. When the film was sh- shown for the first time at Cannes, uh, firemen rushed in at the end of the credits to evacuate the audience due to a bomb scare. The crowd didn't leave at first because they thought it was part of the show. <laughs> Christ. Okay, and number five, in, in part due to the low budget, Chapman and Cleese did all their own stunts. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, Graham Chapman and John Cleese were... John Cleese was the Black Knight, and Graham Chapman was the other knight, the first knight that got killed. They did their own stunts for the Black Knight scene. The two used heavy swords and some acrobatics for added realism. Connie Booth had brought uh, her and John Cleese's young daughter to the filming, who, during the fight, turned to her mom and said, Daddy doesn't like that man, does he? <laughs> All right, Triple Lindy, here we go. The Triple Lindy. Triple Lindy. Is that hard? It's impossible. All right. How do you choose the triple Lindy on this one? You know, the whole movie is a fucking triple Lindy. Um, but if I had to pick one part, it is as unbelievable as it could be, I think that a rabbit could kill you. So I'm going to let that stand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my triple Lindy is going to be flinging that fucking cow over the castle walls. Nice. And his, and Nancy getting back up afterwards. That's fair. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with. I, I was. I, I like the the bunny one. That's that's pretty good. Even though you can tell it's a puppet. Um, but when they when when they cut off the knight's second leg, you can tell he gets lifted up. Like it's. I mean, it's it's terribly done. It's done. It's cheaply done. And I think that actually, I find it funnier that it's so terribly done. But it's just like you know, it's it's quite obviously fake. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah, I think that would be my my triple Indy is is. I will say this though. So it was John Cleese uh, as the Black Knight when he get even when he gets his arms chopped off. But when they take off his first leg, they actually use the man who only had one leg. <laughs> and so and so after they cut off the second leg and he's down in the hole, that's the guy with one leg. And the reason they did it that way is because they only had to dig one hole. 
that's a little exploitative, but I'll, I'll allow it. I mean, it works. All right. Uh, well, Chris didn't get to come and do his own movie, but uh, let's go ahead and do our ratings and reviews. You want uh, it's up to you. You tell me. Yeah, go for it, man. <clears throat> All right. So I'm I'm going to break from. I'm going to be. I'm going to break away a little bit here because I, on the one hand, I respect what this movie did. Um, it, it's it, it has stayed culturally relevant for almost almost fifty years, which that in and of itself is is impressive. Mm-hmm. However, I am not. I am personally not a fan of British comedy, so that takes away a little bit for me. Um, all, John Cleese has gone on to have an impressive career. He was hell. He was Q, or well, no, he was R, I guess, in one mm-hmm. of the Bond movies, for God's sake. Um, and he was in the movie Rat Race, and I, that movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, the absurdity of this movie takes things takes away from me a little bit. This is a three beer movie for me. Okay. Um, it's not it's not terrible, but it's not it's not one of my favorites. So I uh, yeah. I will say this. It's for me, I think it's still a great movie. Um, maybe I've matured a little too much to, to, you know, really appreciate just how exactly zany it, it is. Um, I, I wanted Abby to watch this with me, but I forgot about the oral sex part and I'm glad she didn't. Uh, that, that is a question I would not like to have to answer. So um, I want her to watch this one day, but I want her to be a little bit older than nine. I mean, that's, that's literally the only part of the it's- movie I. It's still a PG movie. Yeah. It's still a PG movie. Yeah. I mean, she could watch it. I just, I don't know. I, I would, I, if I were with her, that, that, that particular part would be very uncomfortable, but everything else, whatever. Um, but you're right. It, it's, it's still culturally relevant. It's still in our zeitgeist. It's still in our, you know, our, our, our language is just instantly recognizable. And I think just because of that, I, I'm going to give it an extra half a beer because of my own maturity which is a weird thing to say, but uh, I'm going to give it one and a half beers. So, and you add those two together, you get 2.25. Yes, you do. So, so, you know, and that's probably, that's probably, that's probably right. Um, I'd be really interested to see what, I, I'll bet you Trey would give this a beer or less. You think so? I think Trey, I, I'm going to, I'm going to speculate. Trey would give this movie one beer. Well, Chris chose and I could, I could see Chris giving it a beer and a half. I, I would go Chris. I would say Trey beer and a half. Chris one beer. I think Chris likes this probably more than Trey does. This is right up know. Chris's. This is so straight up Chris's alley. It, it is, but Trey also pulls some shit out of left field. So I could see him going. Yeah, it's a one beer movie. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, this is not going to touch your top five. I, you know, twenty years ago, this would have been in my top five. This I, I'd watch this movie. I don't know. How, I owned it on DVD. I owned it on VHS. Like. But I just I don't know I I think because of its zaniness I've, I've, maybe I moved beyond it a little bit but I still appreciate for what it is because I did find myself laughing out loud when I was watching this and that's and I, I think you can laugh at this movie and I think you can appreciate it for what it has done for the film industry for comedy for you know whatever and still admit that as it's aged it's kind of lost a little bit of its luster. Well, I, I, again, I don't think it's the film itself because if it if it had lost some of its luster, it still wouldn't be as prevalent as it is now. I think we've just gotten older and we don't find the same things funny that we used to. Well, but you have you have a younger generation coming up that's that's discovering it for the first time, and they're and it's that's how it's maintaining its its relativity, I guess, re- yeah. relevantness. Yeah. I don't know. What the, um, 
and I say that because there was there's there's tons of movies that I loved when I was a kid mm-hmm. or younger, and I watch now and go, I can still appreciate this movie for what it did and for what it is, but I don't enjoy it anymore. And you're right, it's probably a maturity thing. Fly but that doesn't fly, mean that we fly to the fly to the navigator. But that doesn't mean that we can't pass that on to future generations. Because I, I would recommend this movie to somebody. Oh, never seen it. I would say I would say you need to go watch it. Yeah, a hundred percent. All right. Um, next week is going to be Trey's pick. So, yep. Uh, um, yeah, I'm actually, gonna go ahead and throw this out there. I have to work next Sunday, so unfortunately, unless you guys want to record at like nine o'clock, mm-hmm. I will not be here. Well, maybe we can maybe we can get it earlier, do Saturday or something like that. Well, I guess we got football, but um, so this is ninety seven. 98. So I get 100. Hey, we're not doing shroomed and doomed. <laughs> uh, maybe I am. Y'all y'all don't have to. <laughs> Trey might come up there and see you for that. I know he might. I, 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 I would allow that. Um, until then, you can find us on the web at theguysreview.simplecast.com. Insta- or you can email me anything and I will read it poorly. Theguysreviewpod at gmail.com. Instagram at theguysreviewpod. Twitter at the underscore guysreview. Facebook.com slash the guys review pod. Please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast from, especially on Apple iTunes. I would really appreciate that. Yeah, uh, it's just uh, get, giving us ratings and reviews on Apple iTunes. It, it helps people uh, discover us and just see how fucking stupid we really are. Pretty much. That's, that's pretty much what it does. You got anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Have a good night. Yep. On behalf of Tucker, Chris, Trey, I am Steven, and you have listened to another episode of The Guys Review. Thanks so much. See you next week.